What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a very fun episode. I have with me an amazing individual, Dr. Ai Adesan Zhang. She is a social media educator and digital consultant, a top contributor for Medium, and has been featured on many outlets, including HubSpot. On top of that, I hosts an amazing weekly Facebook Live show, Classroom Without Walls. How are you tonight? Or how are you? Is it this? It's in the morning. You are in Seoul, Korea as we're recording this. So it's pretty early in the morning where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is morning for me and uh, already. But I'm so glad you're joining us. And I really appreciate you waking up early so that we could do this interview. Uh, I'm so excited for you to share your story. We've been connected on social media for a while. You're doing amazing work. So tell us, I I only covered a very brief part on that intro. Tell us a little (laughs) bit more about what you do. Yes, thank you so much for having me, John. And I'm so honored to be here to share my story with your audience. And we really have to thank technology and social yes. media for connecting us. <laughs> you know, even though you are in the U.S. I'm in Korea, we can still engage in this meaningful conversation. So, something about me: you did a great, great introduction about me. And I'm a college professor. I'm also a digital consultant, and uh, I always have a passion for education. I think, and this can probably be traced back to when I was a little kid in China. So I received my K-12 education when I was in China. And the educational system there in China, at least when I was a student, was really very exam-based. We Mm -hmm. do lots of like memorization, like memory-based, exam-based, standardized learning. And when I started like school there when I was a kid in China, I loved learning, you know, just when I look at my own children, they have so much passion in their eyes. They love learning. I, I think every kid was like that. But like slowly, somehow, like schooling just killed my passion, my interest in learning. And then by the end of high school, I hated learning. I told my parents, I didn't want to go to college. I hated my life. I hated learning. And even more dramatic, I was using, I think, a pencil on our wall. I was writing down like hatred, hatred. I hate this. I hate that. There's so much anger and frustration. And I think now as I look back, I think that really planted the seed for my passion in education. And now as an educator, I really want to, especially in today's digital hyper-connected society, I really want to tap into the power and potential of social media and technology to effect change in education. And I want to start with myself. You know, I always tell my students and other educators, be the change that you wish to see in the classroom. You know, I think that's kind of my teaching philosophy or my life philosophy. And I I want to continue to ignite the passion and the interest in my students and in my own children. You know, you are a lifelong learner. I also see myself as a lifelong learner. I think learning is supposed to be fun. You know, you should enjoy this. And Absolutely. I totally enjoy learning. And uh, so that's kind of a long story to answer your question. But, but I yeah, do have a question for you. So I have two questions. First of all, when you told your parents that you hated uh, learning and that you were writing on the walls, how did they react? 
oh, my parents, they were mad at me. And you know, like Chinese parents, like they basically don't allow you to voice your personal opinions. And I still remember my parents kind of forced me. My mom said, you had to go to college, no other choice. Otherwise, you get out of the house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and and I, I've got to ask you, because you mentioned something very interesting. You said that the seed was planted for you to love education. So when did you fall back in love with learning? I, I think coming to the U.S. and uh, like really like why. I came to the U.S. and uh, it was my first time just leaving my parents, leaving China and coming to the U.S. It is also my first encounter to uh, encounter with an educational system that is based on personal interest Mm -hmm. and allows you to exercise your own mind and to use your own brain and to think critically. And I never experienced that when I was in China. I still remember in my classes, my teacher, like when I just got to the U.S., I was uh, doing my master. Uh, in communication at Syracuse University. And my teachers, they asked me, I, what do you think? I was like, no, I don't know what I think. I have no thought. I don't know. I lost, I lost that ability to engage in critical thinking. That ability was gone. Like Mm. after like 20 plus years in China, it was so scary. But slowly as I immersed myself into this interest-based learning and that encourages critical thinking and pure learning. I was like, wow, this is how learning is supposed to be. Yes. And then that that's kind of rekindled my passion and interest in learning. Wow, that's great. And I uh, tell our listeners, I mean, how did you find a passion and a niche in social media and digital media? Yeah, yeah, I, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Yes, I am... Uh, social media addict (laughs) (laughs) and and in a very good way you're creating a lot of content which is awesome yes i love it how i got started is i used to be like after i got my phd from university of maryland which is also in communication i started teaching you know like i was pretty much a traditional college professor you know i had my textbook i have my lecture blah Mm. blah blah and examples (laughs) And then until a few years ago, maybe three years ago, I was at home grading my student's paper and I read in a pretty good student's paper. He wrote that he had never heard of Pinterest. And that was in 2015. I was in shock. I was like, oh, my God. Because I teach PR, communication, social media classes. Mm-hmm. I was like, how come this student never heard of Pinterest and had didn't even know how to use Twitter? I noticed a huge gap in my teaching. I, I took the blame personally. And I told myself, I didn't prepare my students well enough for today's digital society where things are constantly changing and being disrupted. So... On that day, I think it was spring break uh, 2015, I told myself, I am going to use myself as an example to show my students the power of social media. And I finally decided, even though kind of late, to walk the talk, you know, as an educator, not just teaching based on the textbook and other people's stories, but really use myself as an example and to walk the talk. And that decision to be a better teacher literally transformed not only my own teaching practice, but opened so many doors of opportunities, research collaboration, and even paved a professional career for me. As you introduced 
me at the beginning, and I'm now an independent digital consultant. Wow. Yeah. I could never ever think about this a few <laughs> years ago. You know, being a traditional college professor. Now my passion is to really share my journey and my story with other educators and people who are interested and passionate about education to really tap into the potential of social media and technology to effect positive changes in their classrooms and to help students become more passionate and more interested in learning. Yeah, and I have got to ask you, so what was your first experience with social media? I think uh, probably like many people, it's like not really serious about it, it's on and off. And I use social media as a way for entertainment. I know when I just started, <laughs> I don't even remember how many cat pictures. Yes, yes it's stuff. always cat videos and pictures, right? <laughs> <laughs> and silly jokes, all of those things. And uh, yeah, exactly. And that's also a gap in our students, you know, like many of our students, we call them digital natives. Yes. But like they are good with using social media for to make social connections and follow celebrities for entertainment purposes. But they really need coaching and teaching for like to use social media strategically yes, and for yes. career development. Absolutely. And, uh, and I also yeah. feel and, and, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, I just gave a um, – uh, a keynote speech at uh, Johns Hopkins where I, one of the things I, I said to the new group of students is that you're all on social media, you're consumers, but be creators, create mm-hmm. content. And I would love to hear kind of your thoughts on the consumption versus creation when it comes oh, to social yeah. media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's such a great point. I think that's also one of my struggles for quite some time. And uh, I, I just feel like I couldn't really balance between consuming lots of content mm-hmm. and also creating my original content. I think for me, it is kind of a journey when I just started um, to use social media for professional purposes. I was consuming lots, lots, lots of content, you know. And I think I even spent maybe half a year to maybe almost a year to chase every single shiny object that is out there. When (laughs) there's a new app, I was like, yes, I need to be there. When there's a new update, I was there testing. And I was so exhausted and I had little time or energy left to produce my original content. And uh, so I think for me at this stage, kind of uh, like maybe uh, my, my middle career in terms of my social media journey, I spent a lot more time creating content i also consume content but i become more a lot more purposeful i think for me the transformation is that i finally see my why you know why i wanted to be on social media and use that why to tell me and to guide my social media effort so that i don't feel so lost and so now i understand my why and then content creation has become and even constant content conception has become a lot easier for me to manage. Yeah, I love it. And I that that actually leads me perfectly into my next question. So and you've beautifully stated what your why is. What do you feel is your biggest challenge in achieving your why in this day and age? Yes, definitely. I think myself, like I, uh, I have lots of self doubt. Mm. And I think because I come from, again, trace back to maybe my own educational system, and also parenting, you know, from my parents, I think probably, I don't know if you have listeners from China or with Chinese background or maybe even East Asia background. 
And I think for us, like our parents never give us like recognition. Like I don't even remember my parents ever said like good job to me or I love you. You are doing amazing. Mm -hmm. It is always like I did this wrong. I did that wrong. Or this is not working. That is not working. Or even when I went to school, it is always like it is always that what I didn't do well got like punished and uh, like spotlight and uh, and everyone sees it and talk about it. I think just I have lots of self-doubt, you know, I was not confident in myself and I probably also suffer from imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, and, I think a uh, lot of us do. I mean, that's, that's a pretty common uh, a syndrome for a lot of us who are in this space. And, um, but here's my question for you. I, I mean, you've obviously come a very long way in terms of your education, in terms of what you're doing with your students. So what are some of the things that you're doing to tackle this challenge and get past it? Be a lifelong learner, you yes. know, and uh, and uh, like I really enjoy like listening to podcasts, reading books and connecting with other people using social media to make meaningful connections and learn from each other. I think the more actually that's how I overcome slowly overcome my self-doubt and my imposter, my feeling of being an imposter, like imposter syndrome, really by connecting with others, learning from others and engaging in this type of one on one discussion. To, to, to really understand that everyone suffers from those things and we can support and be with each other. You know, like last year, a few of my friends who also kind of have an education, higher education background and who are also developing their digital online um, consulting practice and we formed our own mastermind group. So we get together uh, on a monthly basis and we share resources we support each other and I can't tell you how much this mastermind even though only four people including myself has helped me to overcome lots of my personal fears and to be where I am today oh, so my fantastic. recommendation is definitely make an effort to connect with people and to make meaningful connections to get to know people and all of those people I connected with like in our mastermind group I have never met them in person you know oh, it's really amazing. getting to exactly <laughs> exactly the power of social media and technology and this group has helped me tremendously in terms of helping me move forward you awesome. know i yeah. absolutely yeah. love it and i hope moving forward listeners that you are getting inspired by this story and embracing and become a lifelong learner. Well, I are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Yes, I am. <laughs> really, I love it. I love your energy. I'm going to switch <laughs> it up just a little bit because I'm so excited that you're on the show. So we may have listeners who uh, are wanting to make a change this year. Maybe they haven't really been proactive about their brand and they want to get on social media, but you know they're really kind of scared to take that first step. What is your best advice for that listener? And I think my best first, you probably want to do a self audit. You know, understand your strengths and weakness, and uh, just understanding yourself. You know, I think that's your first step. And the second one is just get started. You know, I used to be afraid of blogging. Mm. I used to be afraid of public speaking. And I used to be really, really camera shy. I used to suffer from all of them. It's so hard and, uh, to believe because I, and, and, I know. <laughs> and I've got to tell moving forward listeners, you do an amazing Facebook live show every I week. Know. I know. I, it's hard to believe. <laughs> so the only way for me to overcome all of my aforementioned fears is by 
acting on my fears. You know,、mm-hmm. I, I think that's the only way to tackle my fears. And like, if you just like sit there and dwell on your fears, and your fears are going to grow bigger and bigger to the extent that you feel like, oh my God, you are being consumed by your fears. So I just take baby steps. You know, I started with Snapchat, which helps me kind of that one-on-one intimate. Environment helps me overcome slowly my fear of being in front of the camera, and then later I went to Facebook Live, and、uh, yeah, just take baby steps. Understand where you are, and understand your personal brand, understand your strengths and weaknesses, and then just get started. Yeah, and I'm also glad that you mentioned、uh, that there are platforms where you can try it out. I, I think it's really interesting you mentioned before Facebook Live, which is a much bigger platform to kind of be putting yourself out there. You tried it with something a little more intimate, with like Snapchat, which I think is is kind of a nice takeaway for our listeners. Exactly,、well. exactly. And even even like I have been running my Facebook Live. Show for almost more than half a year for sure.、Oh, I started. I, yeah, I started in June last year, and even today, you know, before every time I go live, I will be standing in front of my mirror and tell myself, "I, you can do it." You、oh, know, I, I think it's like. Every time before you go on stage, you will always have that feeling of like a few butterflies, you know, like tickling in our stomach and.、Uh, <laughs> And I, I I don't know. Do you still have that feeling? Oh, absolutely. I, I get that all the time. But I I think that's when you know that you're onto something. Exactly, exactly. And、uh, as soon as I get started, I'm just myself. I just love it. Yes. I really enjoy this and learning from people. Like a few、uh, weeks ago, at the beginning of this year, I interviewed a brand Fenzel on my show. And those of you who don't know him, he's kind of. A big name social media influencer. I was like, I'm so excited.、Oh, On the other hand,、great. I was like, Oh my god, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's great because, and the th- the thing that's so great about what you do is that you know when you're on a Facebook Live show and you're talking to someone, you, you realize, okay, this may be a big name brand influencer, but then you realize, hey, wait, you're you're human like I am, right? It's like exactly, that, you, exactly. You know, it kind of breaks down the, the aura of the walls when you're really connecting with someone, and then you're just getting into a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. I also spend lots of time like preparing myself, getting to know the person, and develop questions I want to ask. And really thank my community for being there、yes. every single week. That to me, that's a huge commitment, and I can't thank my community like like enough. You know, I I feel really appreciative of every single person in my community, and they also motivate me to get going and moving forward. Yeah, I love it. I. I'm gonna ask you, and I'm really excited to ask you this. So, do you have、uh, a favorite digital tool, or it could be a productivity practice? So, it could be an app, a website, or a daily practice or habit that's been a real game changer for you. Yes. So, my favorite app is Evernote, and、that's、I probably many people already、uh, recommend it. It is so. Um, it's so much easier to get my content organized and share content with my husband, who is kind of my ghostwriter and help me like edit some of my blog posts. So it is just so much easier. And my some of my daily habits. I recently, as last year, I started、uh, a gratitude list. You know,、oh. every day. And I, I really think because last year something kind of unfortunate happened to me, and、um, which really helps me. To like go back and become closer to spirituality.、Yeah. In fact, like 
because I I'm a long term meditator, you know, mm-hmm. like I meditate on a daily basis. And uh, because I was so focused on developing my digital practice, and I kind of lost touch with my my ground, you know, what makes me me. Mm-hmm. And I lost like I stopped meditating and I stopped practicing gratitude. So because of that thing, which is kind of unfortunate happened to me and which brought me back to restart like meditation and gratitude list. And I can't tell you how much this daily practice has influenced me and has helped me, especially in tough times, you know, and you just don't understand why this happened to me. I I don't deserve this. But when you really start to shift how you look at the universe and, uh, you can you can either use the situation to defeat you or empower you, and I mm. think uh, having a gratitude list really empowered me a lot. I love it. I love it. I I'm excited to ask you this, and I'm asking all of my guests this in 2018. So, what is one small activity or choice that you're making today to move forward? I think traveling, definitely traveling, and um, traveling to the U.S and uh, kind of like changed my life you know i call this a third eye you know i i I, like now after spending like i left china when i was like 21 years old and spent almost 20 years in the u.s i i I really felt i developed a third eye to look at china chinese environment chinese culture and to look at the u.s and I don't see myself as being a pure Chinese or pure American. I see myself as somewhere in between. And this is such a unique perspective yes. to look at our society. And I absolutely love it. You know, even if you couldn't travel to different countries and uh, maybe you can still make some small like traveling trips with your family and go to some some place that is exotic and to really expose yourself to a different environment. I think that's what makes me um, become original and creative and to really understand and see how human beings, we are all socially constructed. Once you understand that, you can start to break those norms and rules and start to be yourself and be free and be creative. I absolutely love it. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. All right, hi. Ready to do a little time travel? Yes. All right. We're I'm gonna like dancing a... in my room right now. All right. Great. We're going to step into a time machine. We're setting the date for five years from today. You're going to meet your future self. Tell me who is I in five years? First of all, I hope this I didn't age too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, second, I, I, I really see myself as continue to be uh, an educator, a lifelong learner, and most importantly, and as I mentioned with you, I have this passion in education. I always wanted to start a, a sort of an education program for homeschoolers. Oh, wow. And I want to I want to homeschool my children. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm really influenced by the philosophy behind Khan Academy. I don't know yes, uh, if you absolutely you know, yes. I, it got me yes. through business school. <laughs> Help me exactly. Get <laughs> exactly. I am a huge advocate of engaging in lifelong learning and self-directed learning. 
I don't think you have to go to college to learn. And you definitely have to go to college for certain like subjects, maybe like medicine or right. like uh, whatever. But I think for like social media or marketing or like, and I there is so much free content online, yes. you know. So I, I really want to combine something like Khan Academy philosophy with like service learning, experiential learning, like a home study program for younger children. I also want to cultivate like entrepreneurial spirit within my own children and encourage them to to engage in problem uh, solving based type of education, self-directed learning. And I, I want to create this kind of like virtual program for young children so that they can learn just like you and I, how we use technology to connect, to learn from each other. Why can't we do the same thing for children? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. ask them to, to select a, a compelling social issue of passion to younger children and let them to work on the problem, to tap into the resources, to use the internet, to learn from each other. And I even have this idea, like we can even organize, if we have school, homeschoolers from different countries, we can organize retreat at different people's houses and to make global learning, you know, my Facebook live show, Classroom Without Walls. I think that's the future of, of our education, you know, not just learning inside the classroom from a teacher, from a group of students, but to learn from everyone and anywhere you can be as long as there's Wi-Fi. And I hope I can make a big contribution to that, to make that a reality, not just one of my dreams. Absolutely. And you've you've heard it here moving forward, listeners. What an amazing vision. What an amazing future. Well, I, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the amazing work that you're doing? Oh, thank you so much. And uh, talking about personal brand, my name, my social media handles is the same every single place. I, Edison Zhang, A-I-A-D-D-Y-S-O-N-Z-H-A-N-G at like on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and even my website and uh, my email. Yes, just the same Fantastic. everywhere. Yeah. And we'll have all of that linked in the write-up. Well, I, I would love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom with our Moving Forward listeners. Yes, just get started. You know, and many of you probably have dreams, have like wishes and um the only way, as I mentioned earlier, the only way to overcome our fears is to act on our fears. And I really don't see there's any other way to do that. And that's how I overcame my fear of being camera shy, my fear of blogging, and my fear of being like using uh, social media platforms. And uh, so just get started and take baby steps. If I can do it, AI can do it, you can do it too. I love it. What an amazing way to close out the show. I, I want to thank you so much for getting up early in the morning and Aww. taking time to share some amazing knowledge first, as well as your incredible story with our Moving Forward listeners so they can move forward. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, John. It is truly my honor, and I can't wait to hear some feedback from your listeners and learn from them. Absolutely. And one more time, Moving Forward listeners, check it out, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week, and remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. 
All rights reserved.